Hey guys, welcome back to Final Sector. We, unlike the Grand Prix that we skipped, are uh, high and dry in our little houses, but unfortunately for some, which is uh, which is dreadful and we'll cover ever so briefly, there obviously wasn't much content around the race that should have been recently, before uh, before Monaco. Sadly, the the Grand Prix with the long name, essentially the <laughs> Grand Prix held at Imola. Yeah, um, I, c I couldn't I couldn't make a, a meme with a thumbnail with the long long name. I had a plan and everything, <laughs> yeah, and it was oh, taken away robbed. from me. Yeah, we so. were robbed. Yes, yeah, so maybe um, next year. <laughs> maybe next year. Yes, unfortunately, they have been absolutely smattered, as you probably would have seen if you follow F one. Mm. You probably would have looked and gone, "Why is it a race?" and found out why. In the off chance you didn't see, yes, they were absolutely smattered with rain and everything. Um, some pictures came out that, that looked pretty pretty devastating. It was essentially the whole area was was heavily flooded. And on the Wednesday, they basically made the call to say, look, it's not safe to try and even try to even run this. Even if they theoretically could run it, they had like some, you know, the, the kind of track in the area is protected by flood barriers and that. So theoretically, they could have tried to do something, but... Of course, to run a Grand Prix, you have so much resource and everything that goes into it, and taking it away from the relief effort, having people on the roads, etc., would have been a very, very dumb move. So, thankfully, they took the sensible approach, um, and they just, yeah, just called it off and said, it's not even going to bother, let's just try and get everyone home, get them out of the area. Considering they already pushed the setup back a day to see if conditions improved... Um, that was already a pretty clear indication that things were not going, not tracking very well. Yes. So I think I think things had to go extremely well from that point. Uh, you know, yep. I don't think it was it was even less than twenty four hours when they made that call after that they decided to to cancel it. Which, uh, you know, we give the FIA and, and F one a lot of shit for their decisions. Sometimes I think they've learnt from things like, uh, let's just say, twenty twenty Australian Grand Prix uh, yes. when the COVID thing happened. And they're just like, you know what? Yes. This is if we try and go ahead with this, and then it, we get to the the Thursday or the Friday, and it, we still can't go ahead. It's going to look farcical again. And there's and people there's, trying to rock up, questions. and there's blockages yeah. on the roads and all that. So yeah. there was a strong comparison to that, right? Where they said, unlike yeah. that, where they kind of really tried to hedge it in. You know, safety safety took the main priority here, which which was yep. the complete right right choice to do. Kind of Definitely. sad for the fact that, you know, the Tifosi and that's often a popular track for Ferrari, but you know, we do we do live in a, a world where we can't control the, the weather, so these yep. things happen. Yeah, they, they um, still got Monza, so. Exactly. The benefit yep. is it's not just the only event they have there. Um, mm. So, yeah, we, we do, you know, hope that all is going well over there. I know it's still, you know, a recovering effort, um, so it, it is kind of, you know, sad to see, but yeah, at least from one's perspective it seems they did the right thing um and i think i yeah there's been some positive things in terms of you know some of the efforts and some resources and that that teams or personnel could do it seemed like they were trying to help out as well and mm. there was a lot of sportsmanship even some teams that had areas where they couldn't even you know get a night's rest they were kind of pairing up with each other and such so mm. um it was good to see that kind of camaraderie and that you know they all agreed that was you know everyone agreeing it was the right thing to do so sure um a shame but um yes but i guess the other thing we talk about now is that we we do have we do have a race coming up in the very near future um which is of course the fancy i don't know what you want to call it what do they call it the the creme de la creme the until vegas comes the... up new... oh of course yeah, of course yes, uh, well like coastal I was thinking more coastal right because vegas yeah. isn't exactly coastal it's more more yeah they could um, they could do the, whatever the... they want in vegas they could Yes, what, they could build a coast if they wanted one. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. <laughs> but yeah, Monaco Monaco's always an interesting one because it's very much uh it's it's highly dependent on that Saturday rather than the Sunday. It's a well-known meme in the F1 community that you 
watch the qualifying and then you're just like, well, cool, I know the results. We can uh, we can not watch Sunday, get a good night's rest and wake up bright and early for work on Monday and not have to stay up till 1.30 watching a race that we already know the results for. But yep. I have, uh, you know, last year I think was a little bit interesting. Uh, it gives me hope that maybe there could be a few more mixes, particularly with a lot of the teams being... Um, a lot closer, uh, I feel like. Maybe not so much the uh, the Red Bull, but I think everyone around them, there's still very quite a few questions around that. So I think it could make yeah. for, for, for interesting racing as well. Yeah, and it's the first... Like, I know it's the most high downforce track we have, but it's the first kind of proper taste each year we get on, on really what the package looks like. I mean, mm. the engine disparity hasn't been that much different this year. There's an argument, you know, what's in the Red Bull is quite powerful, but it seems more like that's in the high end rather than, you know, the Merc dominance we used to have where it was at all ranges it was good. It's so. also a lot of the aerodynamics in the, the rear wing as well. So, yeah. Yes, so we've had a few tracks where it's been the, the lower aero configuration, moreover. So, um, and this actually comes off the back of what really should have happened in Imola, which is where a lot of teams, especially Mercedes, were looking to bring big updates. So it's interesting to see how that falls through and to see teams that just have a, a you know, a, a high downforce kind of package they put together as well. So, so, so I actually, just before we started recording, I did a little bit of research into this. Yes. Uh, Ferrari had a big upgrade for, for Imola and they have actually pushed it back to Barcelona because they don't want to bring it at yep. Monaco. Mercedes, however, had a big upgrade planned for Imola, um, which was like a basically an entirely new design, like a new car. If you've seen the photos, they have a side pod. It's crazy. I was going to say, it. they have a side um, pod, yes. Yeah. So and, all you need to know is as soon as you make a change like that, everything else is going to change to accommodate it. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, and they have decided to push ahead and bring it to Monaco. So they obviously yep. want to get it on the car as soon as possible, which given all their comments the last year and a half, I think is uh it kinda makes sense that they just wanna they just wanna get as much time under this new concept as yep. possible because they're basically already starting like a year, year and a half behind. Yes. Uh, so uh yeah, that I think it's probably a wise decision from them. Uh and I think it's probably a wise decision from Ferrari as well, because I know teams say they you, you can't really learn much from bringing, you know, big update packages to Monaco because it's just such a unique uh, outlier yeah. track uh and it's more about it's it's less about the perform it's a little bit about performance of the car of course but it's more about being confident in the car you have and if you start bringing updates and it you know unbalances the car a little bit and unsettles it and the drivers aren't happy with it that's just like you're just going to make it harder to to drive the track at its limits which is what you need to do so um yeah i think it's probably for both those teams uh, i think it's probably the right decision for for their packages i didn't see on any other teams but uh, I'd be surprised if if we see teams be bring big packages other than Mercedes. No, as you say, this track really does hyper, really focus on kind of one core area of the car as much as it also does the driver and the confidence of the driver. Mm. So unless you're bringing a package that you know has a lot of high downforce, you know, areas to 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 exploit, or just because in the case of Mercedes, as you say, they've got two talented drivers that even if it's a bit tricky, they should just be able to to, to work on it right through the weekend. Mm. Um there's a bigger picture that this isn't an evolution. This is very much a change of direction and yes, you know, delaying it by a whole weekend is, you know, a, 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 another week they didn't have the data. And I guess even mm. if they struggle a bit here, 
maybe then they collect a lot of data they can then use for Spain and going forward. So you're right, the sooner they get it, the better. While the others like Ferrari probably have more of a general upgrade and they're saying, we just want to use what we've got because that's what our drivers are used to. Let's maximize what our drivers can do because really that's what's going to determine if we can, you know, get a big result this weekend. So it, it makes sense for them. Um, and sure. as you say, that the pictures have started kind of coming out um, from, from the paddock and particularly Mercedes, you know, everyone knew they were going to bring something. So um, lots of camera guys trying to sneak in pictures and that. They've, they've got a bit of a change schedule. So historically, Monaco used to be a three-day weekend that would run on the Thursday, the Saturday and the Sunday. Sunday. I forgot um, this was happening. Yeah. Yes, and they did it as part of, I guess, you know, we F1 saw Monaco as such a benefit, they would give them a few, you know, things that worked for them so they could have Fridays still with the, the public roads opened. Um, but more recently, they kind of not called their bluff, but said a bit like, no, look, we're going to use you and operate like everyone else because it, it's just easier for us. It's, you know, um, so... Um, I know there's some activity on the Thursday. I saw that F2 are doing a bit of running, so it seems like a few of the other series are still kind of working around it, and maybe they're just running on more shortened uh, timetables each day. But more of the changes, it is a traditional Friday, Saturday, Sunday weekend. But as we record this on the Thursday, there are some of those photos, some of the setup going on, and we're starting to see some of you know the wings, the side pods, and everything come out that the teams have brought, and then we get to actually get a bit of that information. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I... I Normally, when we come here in the past, it, it's always been a case of, as we say, Mercedes or some other team that's so strong. But it's like, but that Red Bull, even if it has a, you know, less than less than efficient engine, has you know the new e build behind it, the super aero. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we kind of come here, there is a, there's a world to say, well, is it just the Red Bull that's going to dominate, you know, again? Um, it is a good question because. The Red Bull, as we've seen on the straights, does actually seem to be incredibly efficient, which isn't necessarily a characteristic it's had in the past, where it's been more good at the low and the middle speed efficiency. Um, cars like the Aston Martin, as we've seen, are actually allegedly weakest in the long straights, so we haven't, you know, they could come out the gates actually quite strong here. A big factor will be the drivers and how confident they are. Um, as we'll probably get into talking a bit about our predictions the biggest wild card and what people are looking towards as the story has been building since race one is yep. Alonso. And if he can pull a bit of a miracle and, uh, mm-hmm. and do something here, they're probably... saying it's their best chance for a win this year. And all yeah. This, best uh... chance, assuming you don't have a race where both the Red Bulls retire white. And then you'd argue that um, best, best so chance if, on if... merit. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Um, so yeah, it's, it's hard to say, like, as I say, if, if it was, past years and there was that old Mercedes still on the grid then you might think it's a little more viable but because that Red Bull is supposed to be super air efficient and everything it's it's tricky but it's interesting as well because like even in the Mercedes dominated era they this was always a track that another team would have a one-up on them like Red Bull have always been very strong here which is I guess another reason to say that Red Bull will probably just streak out ahead because even in Mercedes dominated years Red Bull do tend to fare very, very well here. Um, Ferrari have done well here quite a few times. When Mercedes Last year, if you remember, yes. Ferrari kind of tossed it. They were quite yep. strong. Yep. So it's not so, like Red Bull was cruising away from them either. Yeah, so I think uh, if any track's going to sort of change the status quo at the top, this seems to be the track to do it because we've seen it so many times in the past that even if you have such a dominant car... Uh, you can have like another team can just come up and uh you know be like i'm fast on this particular track yes uh and and monaco just seems to be that track so uh is is this aston's track it 
very well could be. Uh, is it Ferrari's track like we saw last year? Could they? Yeah. Have they, have they got a car that's really strong here? It could be. Well, as we say, and, and the car needs to be solid. Mm. There's every argument to say we could have two, three cars which are actually all in it within a few hundreds of each other. Yep. And then it comes down to the driver who's got the confidence, right? Like we've seen Charles and Sainz seem to have some decent pace here, but they've also been, been prone to throwing it into walls and such, right? Um, yep. Of course, Max Max is strong. And he's generally strong everywhere. Checo, we know when he can get into street circuits, is good. Um, but as we say, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a wild card on on Alonso and Stroll and how they fare. If if you know if they feel confident with the car, I mean, Alonso's whole Alonso's praise of the car comes from the fact that he can point it where he wants. It's predictable. It's agile, etc. Well, this is the test for it. If he's still half a second off, then you might go well. I doubt the car's that bad. Maybe it's just Max and all that. You know, if they are the ones that are ahead, are a little more confident, but. Um, you come in with a bit of optimism, certainly. Yes. You come in with a bit of there's there's a story here. There's um, you want to watch those practice. You want to see how everyone's saying what they're saying, what they look like. Um, and as we say that that qualifying could be quite exciting. So yeah. Um, I guess we need to go over the results from from the last round we had, of course, yes. which was um, which is for um, was that, it for Miami? Miami? That race. Yes. Yeah. The the, the last <laughs> race. In- I, yeah, I'm just like I just want to double check to make sure that wasn't the last one. <laughs> I was about to say Baku, so you already doing better than me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, one of those two. Um, yeah. Mine was the better Baku. That was the general trend that yeah, we had. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I kind of went really bold with my calls, which which didn't pay out. Excuse mm-hmm. the loud noises in the background. Um, <laughs> um, so I went a bit bold, which you could say didn't pay out, but for our mystery pick that we did for P8, I actually nailed it. The yeah, P8 for, um, for Pierre Gasly. So... Yeah. I get a. I, I, th- I thought it was one point, but they were saying, well, maybe we just sure, double I'm, down on it because yeah, it's so. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure I made a comment in one of the previous uh, previews that we did where I was like, oh, we should just make it double points because if you nail it, then, you know, it's like pulling a name out of a hat. So. Yeah. Um, what do you mean? Yeah. There was a lot of science and thought that went <laughs> sure, into that. Yeah, no, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry to diminish your, uh, diminish your return there. So. And then after that, as I say, I went a bit bold. I only got the other the other one point, which is for the max win. However, you predicted all three. So, um, nearly a clean like, sweep. There you go. Nearly. Exactly. So, still, we take that. And um, so, we both get plus three. Um, essentially, I'm now on seven and a half, and you're on nine and a half. So, still all to play for between us there. Still um, too close. So, I guess this one's quite tricky. We need to see what the random position we get is for, mm. for the others. It will be 13. That is a real just wild shot. Uh, <laughs> it's such a tricky number. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever yeah. gets in first. I'll go for... Yeah, I got in first last uh, time. So. I was going to go for someone, but I take it back. Who, I'll who? go for Piastri. You think McLaren's going to do sort of middle of the pack after their disaster Miami? I have a bit of faith as much as sure. maybe I gave faith in the wrong rookie this year. Spoilers. Um, I think he will actually do all right here. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. I'm not picking him. <laughs> <laughs> no. The other one. I am. Um, I'm not. Not not unless that number is uh, 18 or lower. <laughs> Closer um, towards you. Because <laughs> I'm just thinking about teams, you know, I don't, I was going to, I was immediately thinking Alpha because Alpha sort of were about there, but I know Alpha's Monaco last year was dreadful and they were both really, I think they both got knocked out mm. Q1. So I'm like, if they're even worse this year, which they are, they're probably going to be further back. 
Um, Williams are very reliant on their straight line speed, but the Albon factor is definitely something I'm considering. Uh, Haas, I don't, I don't know anymore. Um, that's a real wild card. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Sonoda. I think Sonoda will be P13. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. I don't really know why. Mainly because, like, all the other teams, I can find a reason why they. I feel like they won't be P13, and Sonoda, I feel like, yeah, he could be there. I feel like he could be higher up as well, but I feel like 13 is like, Well, yeah, it's that's... because two drivers will retire, and then he'll get, you know, his famous uh, famous little position. True, so, uh, yeah. That's three, what you were thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay, yeah, no, that's exactly, yep. Going on to our top three, do you, do you want to go first? I don't mind which way you go. It sounds like if you do have something maybe a little more interesting, you can either go from... P1, P3, however you want to go about it. Yeah, no, I'll go P1 because it's going to be max. Um, Yes, I may have the same, so let's get that out (laughs) of the way, and I agree. Talking points come after. (laughs) As much uh, as we tried to hype it up. (laughs) P2, P3 will be a little bit more interesting, I promise. Um, But yeah, I do think, historically, because Red Bull do really like this track, uh, and with Red Bull being such a dominant car, um, I just think Max is so on song. uh, He'll put it on p1 pole he'll, even if he's not p1 pole for whatever stupid reason like we had last year with the you know, him not get he, he's just gonna win yep. it i think so yep. um so he'll win it uh my p2 and p3 i did uh have to consider a little bit uh and i've changed up my formula for the very first time and i have gone for alonzo p2 probably is his best chance at getting a win this year uh, but I don't think he'll get it. I think that Red Bull is just too strong, even here. Uh, but I think he very well could secure a P2, given everything we've seen. Uh, he's a st- stupid, confident driver. Uh, you know, he, you know, he'll, if he's got any sort of pace, he's going to absolutely throw everything into a qualifying lap. Um, 100%. And I think it, it could put him front row very easily. Uh, and we know he has the widest car in existence, so there's no one getting past him. Uh, yep. so I think he could very well get a P2. So, uh, I'm curious if you've gone the same as me. Yes, of yep. course. Yeah. You gotta believe. Maybe not, not necessarily it. not believing in others that I may be trying to build up my credibility for as an all one <laughs> fan, but regardless, I think, um, I think he'll, he'll just have that fire in his belly. Um, there's mm. no reason to believe he won't put in a stonking performance. Yep. If, yeah, it's just the the max factor and the Red Bull factor just makes it like as much as you want to believe you. Yeah, I, I already said I went all out last week. Maybe if that yeah, actually yeah. somehow planned out, boom, let's go. Alonso won. Stroll P three. Let's go. No, 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 we're not <laughs> doing that. I'm sorry, I can't. So uh, no. reeling it back maybe a little bit, but still, um, I I I I think that's a good call to guess him as P two. P three. I've actually got a uh, rainbow podium, so I have oh! not gone. I've not gone for Perez, uh, P3, and I have not gone Stroll, uh, crazily enough, oh. for P3. Um, I How have got uh, Charles Leclerc as P3. Oh. Um, so the I partial think redemption. Partial redemption, yeah. I think that car is starting to come to Ferrari a little bit. I know Miami wasn't their best weekend. That was probably more of a factor on... A, a lot of it came down to qualifying and sort of... Charles crashing. Yeah, it's a little bit. Um, but I do think that car is actually relatively strong and given how like you say how strong it was last year at Monaco, I think yeah. they uh they have a real shot at being competitive here as well. So, um yeah, I'll I'll go Charles P3. I like that. I haven't gone the same, but I I do, I do think that he will be 
charge to to do well and there as much as Alonso's almost stolen that spotlight, I think this is almost again their their best race so far to actually get in the mix and do well here. Yeah, um, home race as well. We can never forget about the home field advantage. Yes, of course, which could be a home field tenth. disadvantage. Yeah, yeah or, or yes, half half a centimeter closer to the wall in his case. Um, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> well, I guess he has he has bad luck at Monaco, doesn't he? Crashing yes, a lot of cars. Yes. Yeah, um, got to factor that in also. Yeah. All right. No, so I've yeah I've more gone with Perez P three. I think it'll be more. Uh, hoping more for a close fight between those three. Um, yes, he kind of got got a bit lucky in his in, in the previous year to win, um, but he still has shown, you know, the strongest pace he's kind of shown so far in that Red Bull. So I'd argue to say he's got some level of confidence there. Even if in Miami his raw pace wasn't okay, his management was still fine. He still, you know, managed to have a, a decent fight and didn't make too many, you know, real errors out there. So from that perspective, he seems to be... Um, even happy with the car than he was last year, so that only yeah. bodes to say that he should do all right here. Um, I still think the story of yeah, just Alonso having so much fire and Max being Max means that, given a standard weekend, that's what we have to go with. But it is Monaco, and anything can happen. Um, yeah. The Mercedes are technically a bit of a wild card, and I guess they do have two drivers that have some level of confidence here. But you, it's unless you're trying to go really left field, it's hard to say anything without seeing that car on the track. It could be yes. near the back for all we know because it's testing yeah. so much and the car doesn't even work here. It's yeah. way too hard to say. And even comments I've seen from the team, I think a little bit so far, they're saying, yes, we're bringing it. We're saying absolutely nothing. We're not expecting anything about Very drivers. Yep. We know what we're in. And now this yep. is the first day of actually rebuilding to hopefully be near the front near the end of this year and onto the future. So yep. yeah, with um, them bringing such a, such a, drastic difference for their car there's a very very low chance for them to nail everything in a few practice sessions at a track that doesn't really mean anything for the rest of the calendar so yes i think if that happens then they've performed some sort of divine miracle uh and yes. should be praised for it i think yes. that's fair uh, <laughs> which there is a possibility of it is mercedes yep. they still do have some very competent people there and as we say yep. two very competent drivers i think it just means that we're not going into monaco thinking oh boy this can we just get it over with it's a shame yeah. we missed imola it's kind of like there's actually a bit to look forward to here so um, i'm quite looking yep. forward to it exactly yeah, 100%. so yeah so those are our predictions there is a little bit of news here um actually as well so they're actually making some um, uh, changes to the yellow flag rules um, as of this I weekend. I did see that. Yes. Yep. Yes. So this is imminent as of, I think, as of, basically for this weekend announced uh, a few hours ago prior to this recording. Um, so one point that there's always been contention on on for, for years now, you could argue longer, is for double yellow flagged, uh, double yellow flags, I should say. Um, usually the, the what that means to the drivers is they have to, you know, notice it, slow down significantly and be in a position where if they need to, they can stop and safely stop. There have been drivers that will slow down but still get a fastest lap because yeah. their last lap was poor and then they've changed it to say, no, look, if there's a double yellow, you have to abandon, you can't get any sort of purple or whatever unless it's, you know, your first run that, that you know. So they've been trying to, you know, do it with drivers and have it with their good graces. Um, but obviously now I think we're... <laughs> Moving more into a territory to say, just look where you can make it black and white rules, such as, for example, mm. track limits are the white line. Yep. You know, that's that's cleared up a lot of mess. I think they're going, yep. let's just do it where we can, right? So what they're going to do um, is essentially going to be a set speed limit in areas where double yellow flags are displayed. Um, so they sometimes might have had, um, 
like a, what do they call it? A, a, a delta or some sort of like max time throughout a period, but it was kind of variable. So it seems mm. like um, well, that's that's more virtual the, safety car, right? Like that's yes, yeah. That. I think there's some of those factors can come into when drivers are trying to plead their case if they mm. were close to it or not. But I think they've just gone, look, let's throw that out the window. Um, and they have the double, yeah, they'll have a double yellow, which it, they haven't really detailed it yet, I presume because they haven't had the driver's briefing and such where they'll give mm. those more details. But it looks like they're saying if there's a yellow flag and they may determine it by sector or by, by track, I guess, they'll say, yeah. if you see a yellow flag, you have to slow to this speed as soon as possible yeah. and you cannot exceed it until you're out of that zone. Yeah, I think, which it's, I think, I think it's it shows very up on, clean. I think it shows up on their dash. Which yes, is what, it looks which like is why, it will. Which is why I kind of brought up the virtual safety car thing because it seems very similar in the sense that yes. the second there's double waved yellows, the thing will show up on your dash and then when you're going through that section, you need to make sure you stay below that speed. And that's, like you say, a black and white rule where it's like if if the speed limit's, you know, uh, 100 or 80, let's say 80 kilometers an hour. Um, and if you go 81, it's like penalty. Like yes. it just, It's like pit limit of stuff. It's like, oh, you're speeding in the pit lane? Uh, it's, it's 60K very uh, clear cut. pit pit limiter oh you go on 61 yep. on entry and then slowed down to 60 literally right after the line that penalty people seem to be okay with yep. that uh the drivers yep. will complain about it for a while obviously they will because that's what they like to do uh but i think it's genuine generally a pretty good change again it's a, it's a yep. black and white rule that i don't think is a uh it's it's not something that uh really has a gray area at least yep. from the outside maybe maybe a situation will come up in eight years time that will prove me wrong but uh until well, then, it seems yeah. like they've even they've even thought about that so they've even said under circumstances where you are in a scenario where you do have a delta either because you're under virtual or a full safety car mm. when you enter a zone that has a speed limit that delta is effectively reset and replaced with the speed limit and when you right. exit that your delta okay. also resets so mm. there's some argument to say that drivers uh, like I think how to work is they have to be basically like when you're going around in your Delta, there's some like instance where you can be a little over it, but then after like a certain sector line, I don't know if it's like every 10 seconds or something. Mm. If you've played the F1 game, like it's a little bit like that. That's a little gamified, but you know, you can mm. go over it for a little bit and then drop it back just because of the way it works. And it kind of, you know, tries to calculate based on where you will be in the track, how fast mm. you're likely to be going, etc. But in this case, it seems to be that you hit that zone, um, then your delta's like reset. It's like this is the speed limit, irrespective of what else is going on, what your delta is. And then when you exit it, that starts back off at zero. So it's not like mm. you're trying to game that delta in that sector at all. It seems yeah. like they're trying to say, no, 100% this is going to be a safety thing. I imagine they'll say if you are, you know, over your delta going in there, then that's it. You've been going too fast. You're, you know, you should be under it at that point, slowing down. Yeah. Um, and then it'll be back to zero when you're exiting that, that, um, that area as well so yeah it seems like they have thought about this which you know hopefully we're not talking about this in our in our in our post-show debrief um cue the music <laughs> the less we have the yes the less we have to talk about in that area the better but uh, this seems logical it seems like it kind of died off for a bit but it's good to see that they have been thinking about it and they've got mm. something new i'm all for it especially yeah. for monaco seems like the perfect place to introduce it where it's going to be quite likely to actually crop up um yep. So yeah. I'm all for it. But that's essentially, look, that's all we've got here. I think we're looking forward to, as I say, a more, more exciting weekend than we may usually hope for at Monaco. So I'm certainly going uh, to have a look at everything that's going on over all yeah. three days and look at all the chit-chat stories, the Twitter feeds, etc., to see what everyone's saying. And hopefully yeah. we uh, have something to talk about when, uh, when we do our review. Definitely. And yeah, apologies for the uh, sort of 
upload schedule that we've been running the last little bit. Both of us yes. haven't been at our best. You've been quite sick for the last two or three weeks. I've been stupid tired the last two or three weeks as well, just like literally no energy after work. So not been at our best, but we're still getting the videos out, even if they are a couple of weeks later than we would normally have it. But uh, Can't let our fans down. No, nah, of course a lot, not. lot riding on this year. Definitely. That Miami not debrief just... out yet? that's <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, all good you've been you've been pretty sick so um, i hope, hope everyone understands we'll get back to it uh we'll get back to it so yeah too easy but anyway let us know your predictions your thoughts have a look as we see on those social media feeds as the weekend kicked off mm. we could see many more teams many more little changes going ahead that could even make this a spicier weekend but otherwise that'll do us for now and we will catch you back for our debrief of the grand prix in monaco Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.